Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have Sense of Noise, and from what I'm told, they have a new album in the works, but in the meantime, they've got a banging single out right now called The Broken Hope. So I've got the boys on, the important members of the band anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and they are, they are here to share more about what's going on because this single that we've got here guys i'm really excited about so welcome to the show thank, thank you, you. Thank thanks you very much man thank, thank you. you yeah absolutely great to have you on anybody who has uh spanish classical guitar on their wall with a cutaway you know is a friend of mine so <laughs> cool <laughs> coop room is that guitar on the album uh which one that one yeah that's the only one i see on the wall anyway uh, well, it's just like for some reason, uh, technical shit in which I cannot see how wide the scope uh, is. Uh, yes, yeah. it's like all the guitars in here are in the album. The mic main guitar, this is the main guitar. <laughs> okay, Fender. This is the uh, main girl. Wow. Okay, Fender Strat. Is it uh, American? Yes. Uh, yeah, custom shop. No. <laughs> it looks like a humbucker in there. Is that what that is? is it a stacked humbucker? It's uh yeah, it's one of the Seymour Duncan hot rails. Okay. And I set up a kill switch too, so I can do all the glitches live. Wow. So you could match your t shirt and you could kill switch engage. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith engage, please. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, I apologize. <laughs> Oh, man, I should add that shirt to my collection. So many people like myself would be spoofed by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be fantastico. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of other things that are fantastic, the broken hope. Yeah. So sad thinking about it. But <laughs> It's kind of tricky. That the name is kind of like, you know, sad or full of despair or something but 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 the song is like really really into getting into some kind of hype but uh we like the, the title yeah so it works for us <laughs> well, you mentioned getting into a, a hype I and mean, obviously the music itself is uh you know up there but i'm looking at these these lyrics i can't they can't breathe drowning in blood and greed it's so sad again what's going on <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, yin yang, man. We gotta we gotta start sad so we can be happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no light without darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this song about anything? Is it autobiographical? Is it just about the times? I would say the times. Uh, every song uh, that we made, uh, it's uh, you can talk about uh, personal stuff I personally in this song I made the lyrics uh, based on some things that I have uh, going through my life uh, go through my life and uh, um, but I don't know I, I, I really like to people and all the fans uh, to make their own story about the lyrics okay it really seems like I could ascribe anything in my life to this and then we get to the part about the oath, a forgotten oath, my broken hope, where I immediately then go, ooh, dígame por favor, señor. <laughs> <laughs> what is this oath? What? Are, this is some serious stuff here. 
I think when, I mean, like, most metal lyrics at some point, it's between, like, oh, let's make something that sounds, like, really, really cool and dark. But at the same time, we were, like, we were talking about, like, promises that you keep, like, that you make to yourself, like, that you're like, oh, I'm gonna definitely, like, do this like kind of like new year's resolutions and then you know you stop going to the gym january 15th <laughs> like those kind of things in which like you you make promises to yourself and then like for whatever reason you're not able to fulfill them that's some pretty heavy stuff for somebody who signed up for a gym membership and then just stopped going <laughs> <laughs> you know like i care deeply about my body <laughs> I- <laughs> Yeah, you're doing the green drink for like three or four days. You're like, yeah, I'm so proud of myself. You're in the office. You're telling people like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this like 40-day challenge. And <laughs> I got yeah, this app. I'm going to do this <laughs> do this thing. It's yeah, link- no, my phone's telling me to delete it because it's been weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's link- linked to my Fitbit, which is linked to my iWatch, which is linked to my, yeah. yeah. To my broken hope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, something else that I thought was absolutely incredible was Fascination Street Studios. You guys had them master, specifically Tony, over at uh, Fascination Street Studios. And I guess my big question is why? And I know that's kind of a simple question, but why have Fascination Street Studios do the mastering why not have them do the mixing too uh well the thing is uh, as being the guy that mixed it it's it's very hard for me to like you know to give mixing indications when i produce the the stuff because i already know how like i want the levels how i want the guitar tone to sound what like drum like samples i want to use and all that so like it's I think it would have been a very complicated thing when it's like distance wise and we haven't worked with them first and we're just discovering the sound on our own. But at the same time, the reason why it was very important to have somebody else master it was so that uh, we could get feedback for from like the best people in that particular genre and have and have tony be like all right well you know what turn this up like you know this is a little harsh you can do this this and that and that i think is the biggest takeaway from it that we can still be artistic with it but you know we have somebody keep us in check so that we put out something that sounds good Mm -hmm. did that happen did tony come back and give you some notes or did you just kick back a master he gave us back a master first and then was just so we can kind of like uh have a like listen to it and you know we loved it and then it was like all right man just you know tear the mix apart tell us what's wrong with it and uh you know and like everybody in audio loves to be a critic so i mean he was he was very nice and he was very objective uh, and um and that that just helps you know like just being like okay i'm very confident about my mixing and mastering skills but we need this to be the best that we can. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, that's why we did that. And, you know, just, you know, send that, shut up, listen to the recommendations, do them. And it literally like changed everything. It was like five notes. And I was like, oh, turn up the symbols here. Oh, this kid can do this, this and that. 
And then I was like, all right, let me just do it. I didn't even listen to it. I just kind of like did what I read. Then I pressed play and I was like, holy <laughs> crap, this guy is right. So, and then it was just like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So then did you send him a new bounce to master after that? Yes, exactly. And that's what we have streaming and on YouTube right now. <laughs> I like the gusto with which you said that. I, I am that very is, gustatious. That's <laughs> my work. That's what we have streaming right now on well, YouTube. Well, you gotta, well, you gotta plug in everything with the radio voice. Penny ninety five 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 five. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes, domingo, domingo, domingo. Sabado gigante. Hoy, hoy, hoy. Sweet. <laughs> You guys should have had that guy in there somewhere, just just for the fun of it. Yeah. Well, well, the album's not not out yet. You know, we still have a few featuring spots. <laughs> we can work. We Let, might do it. Like, yeah, let's have my people talk to your people. Let's see what we can do. Yes, beautiful. Okay, so then, how do I say your your studio name? Fed de Demper. Fed. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, take us through. <laughs> take us through what I guess your intention was, and and you did the recording, engineering, producing, mixing, chose the samples, the guitar tones. I mean, it sounds fantastic. So I guess take us through. Thanks. Yeah, take us through this. What what went into it? What was your guys's intention, or your intention? Um, in um, in terms of. Uh, like like what? Just like the sound overall, or or do you mean like kind of like artistically? I guess both, because when you're looking at, just say for example, you're looking at I don't know like a Line Six Helix and a sample pack from Stephen Slate. Okay. Anything could happen. You've got a, a Fender Stratocaster. John Mayer could have come out of the speakers. Right. <laughs> well, so, the thing is, um, okay, so when I started, all right, uh, let me start with the guitar. Uh, so when I started uh, doing metal. Uh, I first had uh, my Jackson, which I love, but uh, then I got the Fender because I like I also produce a lot of pop. I love you know like playing rock and other genres, and you know just the Fender, like the Stratocaster, just makes sense mm-hmm. for all that. But I really love how I really love the sound of it. And then I was like, well, how about I just swap out the pickup? I put some hot rails in it, and then I just play metal with it. And that was about four years ago, and I just love the way it sounds. So I just never turned back. And for me, it's kind of like my signature sound. It's just like the Stratocaster with the hot rails, not necessarily like a big-ass humbucker. And then um, after that, I went, like, I started using Line 6. Like, there's some metal packs there. But I always mix it up. Like, I'll I'll use cabs from Guitar Rig or other, like... uh, uh, IRs that I can find um, and it's just like l- literally it was just trial and error and I like mixing um, a bunch of abs, uh, amps sorry it's all amp sims so but I mean I experimented enough with it so that it sounds as you know real as possible and I think the Fender is what does like what makes it sound not like digital I guess um and then, you know, just like I really love 
the way it sounds and everybody here also has told me that they really love the guitar tone so that's that's how that started and then with the drums it was um same thing trial and error um i have a bunch of different rock and metal packs that i've uh gathered over the years and it was just like all right how uh how do we make this the best sound possible without having to go into like a very expensive studio and recording drums and then sample replacing them and this and that. <laughs> so it was just like, all right, how, how do we do this? And also, you know, without just programming the drums and, you know, but having our drummer sound like a drummer, uh, <laughs> you know, like, and uh, it was, um, we did a bunch of things. We sampled some stuff. Uh, we recorded cymbals here at the space that you see. We just kind of treated it a little bit. And then, like, that was it. It was just like, we're, we're finding, we're still finding our sounds, but it was just a lot of trial and error, basically. We just took the time to make sure that whatever we did sounded right. And, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, this is the way that so-and-so does it. And, you know, and now you're screwed because this is what you recorded. <laughs> so it was more like, let's, okay, does this work? Okay, no. And we spent like a whole day setting up the kit and uh, we we're going to do everything that same day. But we're like, you know what? We're exhausted and we just finally got the sound that we wanted. So let's just do it tomorrow. And having that liberty also helped us to find that sound. And, you know, it was mix after mix after mix after mix until these guys were like, Dude, stop mixing it. It sounds great. Just leave it there. It's fine. And I was like, hell no. Like, it still does the little guitar thing. And it was just, and it was that. Just trial and error and just trying to be as perfectly artistic as possible without going overboard and, or over mixing or adding too many details. And just collaborating, making sure everybody... It gives something to it and not knock down any ideas mm -hmm. because everything added like everything was positive to it even just like a oh you know what i i don't know why i don't like this and it was like hmm let me see what i can do and then some cool cooler came up like just even if it was just like a little change in the guitar riff or whatnot and um yeah that's i think that pretty much sums up the the process uh, in which we uh, crafted um, our sound. Yeah. So I guess what I was looking for in there, I did here, which is, well, basically, I mean, minus searching for guitar tones and snare samples, what you're hearing is us. Exactly. We made sure that everything, like, you know, from the bass solo <laughs> right before the first chorus, <laughs> and it was just like, even from that and just making sure that, you know, the keyboards had a certain timbre to it and weren't just like a piano or like a shitty synth or whatever. It was just like actually something that we took the time to be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is something that makes us sound like us. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, baby, I'm on, on Seymour Duncan's website right now looking at some hot rails strat. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, don't underestimate the power of... Uh, yeah, the Stratocaster's been around for longer than any of us have been alive for a reason. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it gets a bad name in metal for some strange reason, but, I mean, Ingve used it. 
Lots right. of lots of people use it stock out of the box. You know, so Dave Murray. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen before he went over to Music Man and then eventually P V and I don't know where he is now, but aside from deceased, but I mean yeah. you know. Um oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, lo siento. Um <laughs> I do as meal. So but yeah, uh can totally totally do that. And a lot of metal guitars are based off of strats anyway. The Ibanez RG, that's a strat. <laughs> Jackson Dinky, that's a strat. That's, that's what I got with the inverted headstock. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nothing gets more metal than when you reverse a headstock on a strat. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So is the album written? You guys are sitting on a can. Tony has told you where to put your symbols on everything. You're ready to go. You're just waiting. You're holding off. You're edging. You know, it's like tantric album release. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes and no. We're still making sure that all the tracks sound the best as possible. Uh, we definitely uh, invested uh, a very good amount of time on these uh, on this single and the next one that is about to come out. Can't say one yet because, you know, we like to be mysterious and shit. But, uh, mysterioso. Senor Mysterioso. <laughs> But it was more like uh, we're just trying to serve the song. We're just trying to make tunes that are something that we're like. And like I said, all my clients and as a producer and everybody that I've worked with, it's just like, dude, make the song that you want to listen to. Don't just do whatever comes out of you. If whatever come like, you know, if not, everybody would be a best selling whatever. It's just like try to make <laughs> sure that you make the thing that you would like, like that you'd be like, oh, I would love if Soil Work worked with Michael Jackson. And then you make like a dance, whatever, but that's your shit. And maybe it sounds great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we don't know. But at the same time, is it's that. And we're just making sure that that's what it is. That we're making tunes that we can just be like, dude, we're proud of this. And this sounds awesome. And I will listen to it even if it wasn't ours. But, you know, you got to be objective and you got to be self-critical. And that's why being the five of us and just making sure everybody can, you know, uh, pitch in and just like make sure that we were objective. And, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Like we try to inspire each other, you know, like the, the last filter is me. You know, like I'm the one that like shows like, oh, hey, this is what, you know, this idea turned out to be. But, you know, if the, the guys don't like it, then, you know, we, we still have to work on it. Even if I absolutely love it, you know, we got to make sure that this is something that we're all on board with. Now I just want to hear Bjorn from Soilwork sing Billie Jean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never can, say never. Yeah, we can try to make a cover, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So it sounds like a good idea. Let, <laughs> mm -hmm. We can give him, see if he answers. Cool. I've heard I've heard attempts come through my inbox of, of metal bands trying to cover Billie Jean. A lot of them suck. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. It's and the funny thing is, it's not even like the greatest recording in the world. But there's something about the energy that is on that tape that is yeah. so right. yeah. hard to do. It's yeah, dude. It's just like everybody who does an ACDC cover. It's just like it's not the same. Like the songs may be simple or whatever, but like I I used to be like what you know like I didn't really care much for ACDC until I started hearing covers, and then I was like, 
oh shit, now I get it. <laughs> now I definitely get it. And now I do, you know, now for me, it's one of my favorite bands. Yeah. I mean, personally. Yeah. Well, I might be aging myself with this one, but driving by, you know, a garage band practicing and you hear them working on Walk by Pantera and you just have a good giggle and move on your way. <laughs> yeah. How hard is that one until you hear a band try to cover it? Exactly. Yeah. Boom. All right, boys, we've chatted about Seymour Duncan pickups, Fender guitars, John Mayer, Soil Work, Michael Jackson, Soil Work singing Michael Jackson, The, bro <laughs> the Broken Hope, Tony Lindgren, Moving symbols up a little bit. Um, <laughs> talked about sample packs. We talked about Line Six. We talked about guitar rig, which I believe is Waves, right? Uh, no, that's uh, Native Instruments. Okay, I apologize. I've offended you. Um, uh, yes, deeply. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we chatted about uh, missing bass players, and <laughs> yeah. it's okay. He didn't matter anyway. He's probably not even on the record, and. <laughs> 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 oh man! Well, actually, in the song, the bass player have have his own solo just before the chorus. So, so we we made sure we respect know, the, the bass yeah. players. Any liabilities, you know? Yeah, we, we got it. <laughs> and actually, Diego, the bass player, is an amazing musician. So yeah, oh, dude, yeah, no, he's, we we need he's the best. To, yeah, he, he's the best, and he's, he's hilarious best. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, here's to Diego then. Diego. Diego. <laughs> and beautiful. That's all my questions. So, boys, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Oh, thank, thank you, you for oh, having thank us, you dude. Much, thank you for having us very much. Hello, hello, or should I say goodbye, goodbye? Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Metal Podcast. I've been your host, John Harris. Please head over to our website at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. There you can sign up for our newsletter and find out more information about today's show.